0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored
0: Snapple near you. Hey folks, welcome to The Hang, live from Soho, London. This week, I'm hanging with Preston Conrad, the New York stylist, entrepreneur, and brand builder. We're gonna talk about beards, Botox, and funny girl. Welcome to The Hang, Preston Conrad. Mate, what are the odds we we were finally able to link this up? This is too weird that
1: I just happen to be in town. Mm-hmm. We happen to be friends from Instagram for like two years. Yeah and you happen to invite me here.
0: I'm so excited that we, first of all, get the hang. I love Whether this. it's on this or off, because we've been trying to meet up. I was I supposed to come to New York, a film didn't happen, blah, a little blah. little pesky COVID kind of happened and... It got in the way. Yeah. I'm excited to know so much about you because when we first met, and I'm going to be talking in probably yeah. so many digressions. Let's talk about Instagram for a second. When we first met, you probably had sub 30,000 followers. Is that true? Yep, you have more than tripled that. I have. But what I love, because I don't follow that many people. I think you have more than me. You've got to have more than me. Yeah, You're but, a famous star. No, but you have a very, and I do have great supporters. Don't get me wrong. You do. But you are, you are an influencer now. I hate that word. I know but it's true. But here's what I, I, what I feel you do with that word. You legitimise it. Oh, thank you. You are. A, I've given it a career with class, with a work ethic, Mm -hmm. with inspiration. And I've told you this in DMs. I'm like, what you do? And also I've seen this progression. I
1: love it. it. That's why I hope you you feel it.
0: But you can feel it. And I do feel it. And that's why I still follow you. And that's why we've become friends as well. Because I like the person. And what I like about the way you influence people, you're not necessarily the star. The product is the passion, the things you believe in. I love you're clothes just, too much. That's the problem, and it's not just. <laughs> I really clothes. believe in. I believe in
1: everything I put out, and, and I started this to help regular
0: people. It totally comes across. Discover
1: a new way of finding style that
0: doesn't have to cost a million dollars, and it totally comes across. And you're the only person. Well, I'm sure there's others out there who are legitimate as well and believe in what they do. And it's not just about I can make this, I can make that. You, like I say, you've made a career out of it, and. Although, you know, if it's because it's fashion, there's a lot of photos of you. I never feel it's about you.
1: Thank you for saying that. I very much consider it being like the editor in chief of my own magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, the magazine has to feature great editorial photos of cool outfits. And I just happen to put them on. But there's also other things in the magazine there's advertisements, mm-hmm. there's pets, there's furniture. There, right? It's everything that I would put in my ideal magazine. I just happen to take the pictures myself. But um, I spent, you know, twenty years working in fashion. I worked for Ralph Lauren for twelve years. I know you love Ralph. I love the double R -R L. -L. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yep, it's very your speed. I worked for Ralph for a really long time, and that was kind of my. I spent a lot of time in London with Ralph, actually. my school of hard knocks getting into lifestyle brands and selling and creating a dream of living a great stylish life. Mm-hmm. And I took that and then went on to run creative for a British brand called Bellstaff, which brought me to London all the time, I was pretty much living here. My favorite jackets. I, I know a guy who knows a guy. If you need a jacket, I'd love to know that guy. I've got a lot of them. I do. That's the thing I missed the most was my clothing allowance at Bellstaff.
0: Oh man! Because come we on. were like,
1: we, we must be wearing all Bellstaff at all times to travel. It was it was
0: amazing. I think Bellstaff would look great on his podcast.
1: I think it would too. (laughs) Little Chiron at the bottom brought to you by Bellstaff. And then I. It wouldn't be subtle. I'd be like, look at this jacket. I just had a good one on. I should have worn it. I'm wearing Ralph today. But then. It's a stunning jacket. Is that a bargain find, Ralph? This is a vintage find. From. uh, From the US. It's like from the 80s. It's a good double breasted Ralph. We're going to get into that. And then my last. Corporate fashion job was I was fashion director for American Eagle Outfitters, kids brand or teens brand. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of hit my wall and was like, I want to work for myself, be the man instead of work for the man. And that's when I started Instagram. And that was what? you think That was like 2000. I left my corporate job in 2015. And um, the whole time, let me preface this by saying I grew up on a farm with no money, parents working multiple jobs, you know, I bought my own car I bought my own yearbooks in school like we didn't have my parents were you know it wasn't we shopped at Kmart so I always would have these pinch myself moments of like being at fashion week or being in Milan or being in Paris like wearing these nice clothes I'd be like I can't afford like this is crazy and so what I would put out on Instagram would be my point of view of how someone like you or someone like I grew up with someone I grew up with could feel good about themselves, feel stylish, not have to spend a million dollars and kind of elevate their every day. Um, and that's how I I really leaned into that to build an audience. And then I kind of was like, well, I, maybe I could make some money doing this. And then maybe I could do this and launch my own brand. And that's how it kind of snowballed into being an influencer.
0: And I've seen that snowball. And you have 100%. So when you first started, am I right to think you, Because you dealt with a lot with Amazon. Were you drop shipping?
1: I was working a lot with Amazon because I was one of their on-air hosts for their, uh, they have a live network in New York called called Amazon Live. It's very similar to like a QVC disguised as like an E-news. Okay. Um, And so I guess I'll say I got into fashion by accident, but I really wanted to be on television as a presenter or as a host. And I was like, I guess that's not for me. I guess I'm going to work in fashion. I was recruited to work for Ralph Lauren. And then I found my way back into television because of my career in fashion. They'd be like, oh, I know, a, I, I need a guy who could do, talk about so-and-so on the Today Show about trends. And I'm like, wait, maybe this is my in to television. Yeah. And that's how I got in with Amazon Live as one of their hosts. And then I started uh, working with them in a paid capacity to have my own kind of curated shop. That's and sell right. Those kind of things. Yeah. Um, And then my TV stuff still happens with Access Hollywood. I work with them often and Today Show. And I can't wait to interview you for Access Hollywood when you come to New York. They don't want to talk to me. I'll make them talk to you and they want to talk to you. See, that
0: would make me nervous. I'd never know what to say. It'd be talking to me. That would be, I'll talk be, to you. I'm, not, I'm no
1: Barbara Walters. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the Kelly Clarkson interviewer. I'm like the non-Barbara. I mean, this isn't a hardcore thing. I'll
0: talk I'll to keep, you anytime. Yeah, we'll talk about clothes too, what you're wearing at the premiere. So you had that shop, which is not necessarily your products. It's products you believed in, yes. tried and tested. So I remember you would try it, then you would put it on your shop. Yeah.
1: It was kind of like my version of when I was growing up, like going to TJ Maxx or Kmart and buying something affordable that I felt good in. Right. I was like, wait a minute, I can do this on Amazon. It's like the modern day version of that. Because, you know, guys, everyday guys, right, will write me all the time. Hey, what's a cool pair of jeans? I don't have tons of cash to spend. Or my wife says my jeans look really bad on me Mm -hmm. and I need new jeans. Or like, I notice you're wearing this boot. Like, do I need a boot like that? Like, you know, guys are very like, women are like, from what I've seen on Instagram, very quick decision makers with swiping up to purchase. There's very little barrier. They're like, I'll try it, I'll return it. They're more daring. And guys are like, do I need jeans? I have jeans. <laughs> how do I like the jeans? Do they really fit? Like, how do they really, do you like them? I'm like, yeah, I like them. I just posted about them. They want to like engage. They want to like, it's a thing. They want to talk and discuss and like dwell. And you do engage. Yeah. I, I try my damn hardest. Do you answer all your DMs? No, I can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I try like at night. My partner is always like, you know, you're on your phone a lot, but I do try to like really answer people back.
0: But that's also your gig. That is, is your, that's your shop. It's a, that's your storefront. It's a your big billboard.
1: money-making opportunity for me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try, you know, if I am posting a product that I've been paid to promote, uh, it's something that I really like or that I've really wanted to use or really wanted to wear. And then that often comes with questions from everyday people that, hey, I saw you posted this. It said, sponsored. do you really use it? Like I was on the fence about it. So I engage.
0: I remember you did this beard Yeah, it's always something
1: with like a beard. A lot of guys ask me about skincare, hair, beard. I mean, I could get
0: some beard tips from you. <laughs> Look I'm just trying to That's add good. oil every night. Oil, and good. Brush it every brush night because I don't want oil on in the day because it looks shiny. It looks shiny. I tried to get to that level during COVID and I didn't have the patience. Well, I'm growing it for a part now, oh. but now I'm growing attached to it. Like my
1: hair. Does I that thought, come with? Like, or do you get like when you book the job? Is it like hair? Like you, or is that your creation of the character? My creation. Yeah.
0: Obviously, there's always a give and take because yeah. now with Funny Girl, I'm. I got anxiety cuz I'm like I've grown this Did Nick have a mustache in the movie? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Omar did. Yeah. And I'd be willing to do that. I think I would want a fake mustache because I don't know if I'm going to live a full right. year with a stash just walking around New York. I think the novelty will come up, uh, yeah. will wane very quickly. Yeah. I've got this irrational relationship with my hair and I've grown it f- I so love your long, hair like this. And I don't want to cut it now. I've chosen a group for
1: funny girl though, no. It was well, very like I'm hoping they can wig
0: me. Oh, so what, so would do they put in a little bun? Yeah. And then wig it? I'm hoping. But also I, I have an idea of what I want Nick's hair to look like, which wigging would make everyone's life easier.
1: So um, because the Broadway world fascinates me beyond belief, what is that process like? Would you go to, your, I don't know who's the, like, what, the director? And you're like, I have an idea for
0: XYZ. Yeah, I could do that, and they'll be like, "Shut up!" Be this Is like, what we're Thanks. doing. Welcome to the show. You're wearing this wig. Exactly. Yeah, or You're cutting your hair. So yeah. I don't know how collaborative this process is going to be. it Got Goes it. show to show. Anastasia was very collaborative.
1: It's, I'm so bummed I didn't see that show. It was beautiful. Do you know Eric Cornell? Yeah, he was on the. was he pr- yeah, yeah. a pr-
0: producer? We yeah. went to college together. Ah.
1: Oh. And he was always asking me, "Oh, come to um, Anastasia," and I, I like never did. And I loved that show so
0: much. The you music is loved, amazing. Love the costumes. I know. On top of everything else, I totally would have. Because you were in that for, did you open that show? I opened it, yeah. Well, they wrote that part for me. It was great. And then when I finally did it, the the composer for me, I've always wanted to sing their stuff. And he's like, Ramin, I heard you're doing that now. Great. I'm going to write you a second song. I was like. (gasps) Ugh. Pinched myself. Well, the best phone call, and God rest his soul, when uh, Terrence McNally, when I was still like, do I do it? Do I not do it? I don't know. Because leaving home is always a big deal. Right. Terrence is like, what can I write? What scenes do you want? What can I do with the character? I'm like. Are That's you, amazing. Are you actually asking me this? <laughs> Right. This is ridiculous. Right. Because you're based here. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I always think, and I don't know how you feel about this, when you have that much eagerness from them to work with you, I'm like, well, if, if they're that hungry, I'm, I'm, I want to work with them. Totally. Because you know it'll be a collaborative
1: thing. And yeah. I mean, there's also that, like, you're probably well past this point, but I, I'm more prone to, or I was at least, five years, you know, say yes to more because I had this fear of like one day they'll stop asking. Yeah. Um, but now I can be much more selective about like what TV programs or what digital stuff I want to do or what well, now be- that I have my own business.
0: Well, because you've got your brand now, you you have a, a better idea of who you are, 100%. what your brand is. You were still trying to find your feet, just like with roles. Yeah. Even now I've, I've, I've reverted back to I've reverted back to more yeses than noes because of our COVID situation, because you don't know what's gonna stick. You have no clue what's gonna happen next.
1: When do you come to New York? I'm gonna have to move. A few months before the sh-
0: No, I literally, I'll i land probably the day after rehearse because I've said yes to things that my schedule, I'm busy here right up until February 6th. Oh, wow. And I think they want to start February 7th. Have I- you
1: met your co-star yet in person? No, we've DM'd. Okay. She's amazing. lovely, yeah. I am very deep into her show right now, Impeachment.
0: Yes, I've heard about it. Because I I'm... didn't,
1: I I feel horrible. All my young friends are like, oh my God, we're obsessed with her. And I'm like, I think I'm just too old to know that age of a star. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, let me, let me check this girl out. This is before Funny Girl.
0: Watch Impeachment and I was like, this girl's amazing. She is incredible. And I love that how like she underplays things. She's subtle. Totally. And I think she's the perfect cast for it. And like yourself, I must admit, I, I didn't know her movies. I didn't. I, when and I they, know her brother. Her brother's yeah, more Joan my Hale, age. Yeah.
1: Joan, like I, I think I was just, I aged out of knowing the cool Gen Z stars for a minute there. And I'm like, let me give this girl
0: a shot. I'm and so whole, glad I did. And the whole funny girl situation, like, It's hard for me to get truly excited till I take that first bow. Because I'm like, they offered this. This conversation started two years ago and then COVID and then delay. So I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. That show is the most
1: important musical to my entire life and my whole family. Now I'm nervous. So don't fuck it up (laughs) Um, because I'm bringing my mother. And it was probably the first show I ever saw when I was a baby gay that made me realize that I was going to be a full grown gay. (laughs) And <laughs> you so and Manny—it's a very important show to me, so I, I can't wait. Hence, why I was like, "Buy a ticket now! I don't care what night it is." Blah, blah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So when they wrote to me and said, "Beanie's uh, Fanny," I was like, "I should see her stuff." I, I started watching her films. I'm like, "She's an incredible artist." Totally. And still super and the kids young. Love her. How old do I feel now?
1: How I, I should. How young are your, you? I was gonna say, how what's your age? I am very close to forty with a great plastic surgeon get out you look i'm looking i feel like
0: what filter is following you around you always Um, look incredible
1: charlotte tilbury and dr neinstein on 59th and fifth
0: what does dr neinstein do dr
1: neinstein is above bergdorf and he's an amazing surgeon and has a room full of injectables that does a body good
0: do you are we allowed to talk about it yeah watch what do you do well you're like worth it's a great advertisement
1: (laughs) how much is moving it's funny. It went, just I enough. Got, just I got, enough. Right before I did the Met Gala, I was like, you know what? Pump me up. Usually, I'm like, for me, I think a male should have more wrinkling in their face, and I shouldn't get the full like this. The full treatment. No, you beyond perfect skin. Stop but it. what's your background? I'm Iranian, 100 Yeah, you're going to have the most beautiful skin and I'm boring German background, wrinkly. Look okay, at those blue eyes, come on. So I need to get, <laughs> so before the Met Gala, I'm like, this is it. I'm covering the Met Gala carpet. I'm interviewing everyone. Pump me up. So I got a little extra. See, this is why
0: you're amazing because you're <laughs>
1: honest. You're honest. It's true. It is what I got to keep up. I love that. I, so I answered, I'm, so I'm 38. How old are you? Young are you? Mm. Is there a four in front of
0: it? Mm-hmm. But you're a parent too, right? Twice over. Yeah, so you're allowed to have a four. Two that I know of. Listen, no, <laughs> forty-three. Amazing. That's why I go to the gym so much. You're I feel like it's in the gym. It's my fountain of youth.
1: That's the one thing I'm missing being on this trip. Is I'm so active and I love working out, but I'm a little too scared to go work out here because I need to test out to go home. I get it. And I feel like it's just too sweaty and tight I get it <laughs> and I brought the wrong shoes I'd have to work out in these you can't do that
0: no but a gym cute. short in this is not <laughs> a cute look <laughs> you know you inspire me with your workout videos that you supposed as well really yeah especially oh my god obviously with pandemic it's it's not results but you got results anyways but effort is sexy Effort is inspiring. It makes
1: me feel good. And like, I'm never, I was an overweight kid my whole life. You were? Yeah. My whole, like, you know, 42, jean size in college, like big kid. Um, Coming out was a big part of me kind of wanting to shed some weight. Mm -hmm. But also I just, when I first started like feeling comfortable with being sweaty, not from like walking around sweaty, working out sweaty. Yeah. Um, And that is a big deal for people. It's a big deal. And it changed the way I start my mornings every morning. I'm up at five. I work out at six. I just, it's like, it was an unlock for me. I remember.
0: I'd wake up and I'd hear morning people. Morning people. You'd be going down your elevator with your cute outfits, but your 100% effort. And I was like,
1: that dedication is going to make me go today. That's so sweet of you. It just, people say that and it's, I'm glad you appreciate that. Because people, uh, you know, a mom and like, um, Cincinnati will DM me and be like, "You didn't say good morning this morning." I, we we look forward to it. You know, it's like I I like that because when I came to unlock my mornings is when I felt like I unlocked my my success and my self confidence and yeah. You know, the five AM clubs a real thing.
0: Everyone's asleep, you're awake. You have your yeah. own time to like set your day. I loved your morning shots of New York when you'd be either on the bike or walking to the gym and it's quiet. And I'm like so sleepy. You don't get New York like that. You
1: don't get in New York like that. And I love, I love that little feeling knowing that, not that you have a leg up, but that you had a few more minutes and that you've gotten your wits about you before the madness
0: ensues. Yeah. Because it does in New York. By 9 a.m. it's a shit show. So I want to go back to your story. So yeah. you were working as an affiliate for Amazon. Yeah. When did that part before you start going to more to your... Uh, I still link to Amazon things all the
1: time. Mm -hmm. Um, I stopped working for them as an on-air talent, like pre-COVID. We um, couldn't kind of like make it work. Um, And plus I felt like with my new work with Access Hollywood and some of the other things I was working on, I felt like it was just like the right time to
0: move on to work with different crew. Who found who with Access Hollywood? Did Um, they see your work on
1: there did you have an agent? I have an agent and my agent knew someone, but I also had a publicist at the time and was just kind of like, this is what I should be doing. My very first TV show I ever did was, I was working in fashion and I got a call from a friend who worked in fashion PR who was like, I'm trying to help my friend cast this show with Joan Rivers. Um, they need a gay guy. They need a young gay guy. I'm like, hi, young gay guy reporting for duty. It's Joan Rivers. <laughs> um, and it was a live talk show with Joan. And for, it was Andy Cohen, who now is from Bravo. Andy Cohen, Billy Eichner, myself, and Joan Rivers. Billy Eichner. And it was a live talk show at Sony Studios. I'm like, this is it. We're gonna get picked up for years. It was like The View, but late um, night. It was called Straight Talk with Joan Rivers, and it was all gay men. Um, and we filmed a pilot. It didn't go anywhere. Really? Joan and I became like she was. It was. It got me the bug, and it, it was the first thing that made me realize I'm like maybe I could do this, and someone would hire me and pay me to be on television. <laughs> and it was like the most val- invaluable experience. Amazing. She gave me a coffee table book. She called me a little twink because she's like, "You're." I was in my 20s. She's like, you little twink, you need to learn more about gay, whatever. It was a Barbara <laughs> Streisand coffee table book, and she took a Sharpie and made her cross-eyed on the cover like this and wrote Jones Book Club, and it's on my coffee table. Wow. Yeah. So that was my, my first foot in television, but access came through my agents or something.
0: Yeah, they're like my fam. And before I get into COVID in your project of the upstate yeah. home... Do you pre-plan your Instagram uh, output, your content? I do. Do you do planally? What is I, that what it's called?
1: I do planally. Right now I'm planned, like this is today. Yeah. <laughs> and this, I think we're up to like there. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five. I got like eight days in the can, but that's all from the last two days
0: of this trip. So before you do the eight days, do you think I want this story over the next two no, weeks? No, I'm just like, when you again, find to great the magazine.
1: Photos? I'm like... You know, one day I feel like a person would want to see that pretty photo of London, right? And one day, I don't want it to be about just me every day. And one day it should be about some food or um, maybe I have a paid post that has to go in or maybe, you know, so all the paid stuff I have to submit, you know, weeks in advance for um, brand approval or edits or
0: changes or things like that. So what does that mean? Like you obviously link to a brand, you do the photo?
1: You know, they'll contact my agent and say, we want Preston to do three posts for brand x and then I'll, I'll shoot the content with my photographer write the captions make the stories send them in a dropbox to be approved they'll come back with changes oh we didn't like the way he said this right. or the way he held the soap uh reshoot whatever and then once it's approved and it'll have a day that's given to me to go live. And that's when you put in your And family. then, so then I know like that's upcoming. So if it's a big paid cheesy thing with a brand I love, maybe I should do something really authentically me the day before. So it's a nice balance of... Oh, good. Yeah.
0: I like that planning. So then what led you to the upstate New York housing? Because
1: that kept me... I love watching. You should watching. Come and see. If you ever need a place to stay when you're in New York, you can go use it whenever. 100%. Um, right. It's a cozy little
0: cottage in the middle of the woods. What gave you the the passion to redo a home, because that led to Preston Conrad.
1: Home, yeah. Um, which is a shop
0: now in New York City.
1: It is a shop in New York City. Can't wait to come Probably see near it. your theater. Um, I, like I said, grew up on a farm, becoming an old and grumpy New Yorker year after year, wanting more space and freedom. My partner is very much the opposite. He grew up in Queens, He's Italian, mother talks like this, loves the city, takes the M11 bus. So she's coming to Funny Girl yeah, then? She's coming to Funny Girl. <laughs> um, so I had was feeling this extra need for like a way. Um, and he never really feels that because he doesn't know any different. And I'm like, why don't we start looking? You know, I would love to buy a country place. He's like, who, who are we? We, we? we don't have a country. What do you think this is? <laughs> um, yeah. He's like, we're not, we can't do that. Um, so I found an article in the Times that was like, here are the five towns that are not hudson you know that aren't snooty upstate towns and i drove up one day we went on like a day trip and i'm like this reminds me of home where i grew up it's like horses it's quiet nice people it's in the middle of nowhere no one could find us and then it's kind of snowballed and we just like made an offer on a house and you did that up so beautifully thank you it It was such a fun project it's so cozy it's like a 1936 Little salt box cottage with a red barn in the middle of nowhere. You go. And we renovated it. We bought it in December, renovated through the renovations were done March 5th, and then COVID hit March, what, 12th or something? Yeah. So, so I'm like, babe, pack up. Guess where you're moving?
0: <laughs> the woods. And you had a few trials and tribulations with that. With the people up there were like, "City boy, get yeah, back down." I mean, it's you had like, to change your plates or something. I changed my life. <laughs> I remember. Well, we I mean, it's not like I drive like a, B- a Bentley. I drive
1: a Volkswagen SUV, right? Like oh, But they knew you were city. But it had the thing on I didn't know. It said, you know, Volkswagen Manhattan on the bottom of it. And and why the town is so special is that it's not the Hamptons. And so it's yeah. very local and there's yes, yeah, some city folk and some artists and Mark Ruffalo's places up there and oh michelle williams has a place it's some cool city folk but it's quaint so there is a little of that resistance to it becoming well to their defense i think they were just it was at early stage of covid they were scared i think people were scared it was like the city is diseased yeah we are safe stay away um
0: i don't think you would have got that otherwise
1: hopefully not everyone's so sweet there um so we go up it's like my like creative retreat you know i'll go up for just like a a day or two just when I need to like clear my head from the that. city 2 is, hours door
0: to door what workout uh, you got a bike up there is your we have the soul cycle bike the soul cycle bike's there and your peloton is i
1: have a soul cycle bike in the city and so during covid i couldn't get anything so i bought like a schwinn that's right bike or something and balanced my iphone on it with like a bungee cord <laughs> <laughs> but now we're getting a second soul
0: cycle bike to put up there so soul cycle have their SoulCycle's own home bikes thing. now yeah they do so similar to the whole Peloton? Similar
1: to Peloton. You stream live classes or you can go through the library of people.
0: Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite workout? You're a lifter. I like to do everything. At this age now too, I want to... Look, I I have certain aesthetic goals. Yeah. Obviously knowing the rules, I go for, what they're going to be asking for, and also... Bit of an ego. Mm-hmm. Let's not deny it. You know, everyone has one. You know. It also, I, my my motivation now is like I never want to hear. Hey, remember when Rumi was in shape? <laughs> totally. I, I set the bar with Valjean and I was like, I can't go backwards.
1: I saw you in that role
0: Did in you? New York. We
1: were yeah. yeah. That's before we knew each other. Yeah. Because after we met, I was like, wait, I wonder what I saw. I must have seen him in something, and
0: it was Les Mis. Yeah, gained twenty pounds for that. Really? Twenty pounds. Five thousand calories a day. What what what? Like you have to tell me what. That's my dream to eat five thousand calories a day. I tried to do. What, a clean, what was it but then, made up of? So You're whatever like shakes. No, <laughs> a lot of meat. But then my shakes would be in the morning, a thousand calories. Peanut butter, protein, fruit, protein, oats. Wow. Eggs, raw eggs, plus the protein powder. At intermission, at halftime, I'd have another thousand calorie shake. So by the time I got to bring him home, I'm like, oh, here it comes. Oh my god. <laughs> You're like, let me rally. <laughs> here we go but so now you kind of
1: it's a you just kind of I mean it's part of your brand it's part of who you are now to be that active
0: yeah but also it's good for my soul it's good for my mental health I enjoy it Um, it's my meditation Mm -hmm. it's where I listen to podcasts I listen to podcasts while I work out me too I love it. I feel like I'm with someone. Unless I'm doing a hardcore, you know, my soul cycle is
1: my like tweak out session. That's different, yeah. Where I can like tweak and like <laughs> bang on shit and like freak out. But, you know, in the gym, in my regular gym, it's like podcast to myself, a little more thoughtful.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite things I'll do in New York that I did when I was there last time, at least twice a week, a full lap of the whole park. Amazing. Not to break any records, but podcasting, Yeah, that's going to be at least an hour for me. Because I got totally. legs like lead or not.
1: I've been doing 20... 20- 2,000 steps a day while I'm in this bloody town. That's so good. All in these high heels. That's why you're keeping shape because... (sighs) That's why I can barely stand up. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not burning muscle, you're burning fat I am. I'm just trying to keep it active while I'm here because I love a pot pie and I love a British food, so I'm trying to just... You're on holiday. I am.
0: You work hard. Yeah. So this cottage that you you renovated, did you do that knowing that you're going to open... No. pressing... Conrad Home Show. Well,
1: kind of. Um, I was like, oh, this may parlay nicely into, I had already decided I was going to do Preston Conrad Home. Everyone on Instagram was like, what's your brand going to be? You know, And being a brand guy from back at Ralph, I knew one day I wanted to have my own brand. Yeah. Um, I just felt like there were so many things fighting against, like having been a heavier guy who was size challenged and didn't have access to expensive things. Like whatever I did, I didn't want it. I wanted it to be um, either size inclusive or something that anyone could buy, no matter where you lived or what you looked like or what gender you were, and I was like, really, that means home decor. Yeah. That's really what. Like, I think that's the easiest unlock for someone to feel stylish, is a great coffee table setup or a great little end table setup next to their bed or something that makes them feel like their house is their stylish haven. And one of the biggest, most important things for me is like the memory through scent. And I, yes, um, people like you have been on this journey with me through my travels and through my homes. And that's what Preston Conrad Home represents. And it's
0: absolutely accessible to, as you say, all genders, totally. all your dudes to your... Totally. I'm getting a lot, I'm getting a lot of big dudes to buy pretty candles.
1: And it makes yeah. me feel
0: really good. Because there's something <laughs> as, as a... Uh, you know sensual or sensitive as your product is or something masculine as well like you've got this perfect totally. balance thank you uh, we we were developing it for like a year
1: and a half and then COVID hit and i'm like are we are we We can't launch a brand in a pandemic Like, and who's we you i'm my business partner she's my best friend from college okay. she was an executive at spotify left spotify to work with me at my creative agency and at my home brand Wow, um, that must've made you feel amazing. very much believe in each other. She lives in LA. She's got two little kids. Amazing. And um, I'm like, we're not launching this in a a pandemic. Like, this is crazy. The mail doesn't work. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and it turned out to be such a blessing because everyone was at home craving things that made them feel good. And we launched with beautiful luxury candles and we sold out. Um, And we had a lot of press. Martha Stewart wrote about our upstate one and it like broke my website and was like a whole thing and we wow. just were in forbes last week for our new hand soap it's been preston awesome. i know she's a hustler over here but you know what i love that's why you- i'm having chicken pot pie here
0: like, <laughs> to relax but you are the <laughs> definition of what i try and teach my kids follow your passion the rest very much so common you know money you can make money will come but that's what i always tell people i'm like it's just money when i quit my
1: job i'm like i, I only had a two thousand dollars in my i'm like what how am i gonna pay my rent i live in new york I'm with my partner, and he can only, you know, yep. I can only rely on everyone, you know. I'm like, it's just money. If I need to work at Starbucks, I'll work at Starbucks. Yeah. Um, but I just that I would. That's a very amazing thing to teach your kids, whether it's in the arts or brand building or in athletics.
0: Was hard with my oldest because he's how old is he? He's 17, and he's um. You have a 17 year old. Yeah. I thought you were gonna be like they were like six. No, 17 and 14. Holy shit. One more year and that we'll little fucker's gone.
1: Podcast? I just on your, I swore on your podcast. That's fine, We swore fine, already. Right? Yeah. Okay, good, yeah. Wait, so how was that being with teenagers in a global pandemic? Well, it, because I want to give awards to any of my friends who are parents
0: over the last two years. It was amazing actually, because I fell for Jaden, because he was 16 going to 17 during that time. And that it's was a, a big year that he should have been out and whatnot. But he de- he de- developed producing skills with, you know, he makes rap and, well, he calls it melodic rap. It's to the point now where, like, it's such dark lyrics, but I'm trying to be that dad who's like, okay, you know what? What a cool I'm dad. not going to uh, box in your yep. creativity, Mm-mm. whatever you want to say, but some of these lyrics, I want to go, <sighs> mm. it's very dark. So I'm as a dad, I'm checking in. Are you happy? Is your head and heart okay? That's all you can do. Do you have to be worried about what you're thing. saying? Or are you playing a character? He's like, no, no, it's fine. It's about people I know. I said, okay. And just as your father, I don't like the language you're using, right. but I can't, you know, he's 17, you know, he's let him express yeah, himself. Totally. You know, just as long as he's like, don't be a dick. That's all I ever say to my kids. Don't be a dick. Be nice. That's why he said every single
1: interview I do or whatever, What do you,
0: I'm like, be nice to everyone yeah. is the most
1: important thing. Like, the town, like New York is only this big. London's this big. It's like people know who you, you got to just be kind to people. Also, you don't want that poison on your heart no
0: it you you it sits on you, it sits on other people. it's just, and I saw that a lot obviously with in our in during that pandemic. there was so much social unrest, political unrest, and people decided to take teams. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna love everyone on either side totally, even if I don't agree with you. If someone's drowning, you don't step on their head, you give them their hand'm mm-hmm. we're, I'm, we're, I'm not gonna be the one who's judge judge them totally.
1: what about your fourteen
0: year old How's he doing? He's doing great, and oddly enough he's uh he's got into acting, so. He's the walking he double the on the new Indiana Jones film. Really? Yeah. So he had his birthday on set. He goes, "Baba, look, Harrison Ford signed my card." I'm like, "That's unbelievable." He's that's the nicest major. guy. He's like talking to him daily. Okay, so you got a star in your hands. Another one. Well, I think he's going to be the one. <laughs> out of out, out of him and me. What's his name? Hadley. Whoa, it's a good name. Yeah. Do they speak with little British accents? They do. That's so cute. Jaden's got a cool accent, but he's 17, so he hardly talks. We get mumbles. Yeah, they, they mumble. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> totally. Uh, every are too day cool I, check. To talk. I can't just use words. I just need to check in every now and then. You, you're happy, right? Right. Everything good. All right. That's all I can that's ask. That's all that for. matters. So I was going back to you though. What I was going to say, talking about me John. I like hearing about you. I know, but I will do that on yours. Okay. But I'm so inspired by you that I want to get. Oh, so let's. You
1: got your shop. Shop was an accident. Um, we launched Preston Conrad Home as an online brand. Um, and then we launched with Bloomingdale's nationwide in holy crap July, uh, U.S. nationwide Bloomingdale's yeah. um, from New York to L.A. Kind of some spots in between, and and what does that mean? They bought a certain
0: amount of products of yes. Yeah, so rollout.
1: I had met someone um, who knew some of the executive team at Bloomingdale's, and look, department stores are looking to do what brands like mine are doing, which is be innovative and lean and new and redevelop. Categories. Um, and Bloomingdales was looking for something like me, and I was looking for something like Bloomingdales. So we launched at I think like 20 doors nationwide and Bloomingdales.com. And then that gave me like a nice boost of confidence to just to feel that another big legacy Mm. brand believes in your baby. And this was the candles. Candles and the hand soap. They just bought all that. Um, and then I was looking for an office space because it was COVID and we were like stuck at home. And Matt and I were kind of like staring at each other and I'm like, I need a WeWork or something. So I left a WeWork one day off a tour feeling like so defeated. I'm like, what's this fucking racket? Charging me like 14 for a seat at yeah. like a table with other people. And a friend DM would me that very moment and was like, hey, the shop next to my shop is open. Maybe you could sell, you know, do a candle store. I'm like, I need a store. Like I need a hole in my head. I need it. If you hear of anyone with an office, let me know. He's like, use it for whatever. You Maybe use it part of an office. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. So I thought about it. And then it just kind of, I went with my gut and I just did it. I'm very like, if it feels right, I, I do it. Yeah, you can figure it out after. So I'm like, I'm good at designing spaces. I can make shit look cool. I love talking to people. Uh, and I can use part of it as an office. So we opened up Preston Conrad's studio on 49th Street between 9th and 10th Avenues.
0: What a great location.
1: It's so cozy. And
0: it's you live like, near there?
1: I live on, yeah, 43rd Street right now. I love, I miss your uh, morning coffee views. Oh my God, me too. So during COVID, we got a really good deal because, you know, these buildings were like being abandoned during yeah. like the, the depths of COVID. That's right. So Mr. Negotiator went down and was like, I know this place is empty. I'm still here. What are you gonna do for me? So we negotiated into like this big, beautiful two bedroom apartment with two bathrooms and instead of our little one bedroom, but we traded the view oh, for the space.
0: Yeah, but I love your decor now. Yeah, what thank done. you.
1: It's just a cozy little spot. So you, have, you must have a team now. I do. Yeah. I've got so for my creative agency.
0: You got your own creative agency. So, I what do. does that mean? So,
1: um, we're a creative services agency. We do storytelling for brands, ad campaigns, <gasps> store design, pop ups. Uh, Pret is one of our big clients. I just met with Pret today because they're based in London. It was harmonious that I ended up being here. Wow. Um, we work with a lot of cool brands. And so, I have a team that works for Kenneth Creative, and then I've got a really baby team at Preston Conrad home, most of which I poach from my own company and say, you have to help me
0: with Can it creative. my candle brand. That's amazing. Yeah, And that w- leads me to your podcast, which talks about h- how to build brands, which I need to get yeah. into and listen because of my 8X brand.
1: Well, you have an in whenever. Yeah, I want to A, know more about your brand. So we'll have to, s- when I'll have you on for, to talk about that on my podcast. But I felt like... Um, people that followed me for so long didn't know what I did for a living anymore. They knew what I did when I had a job, Mm. but my fear was, my biggest fear was being known as like an influencer and I would go to these dinners with like 23 year olds who are like influencers, like at these influencer dinners. And I'm like, I'm 140. I've worked, I have a LinkedIn profile and I've done this for a million years. Like, no, I still have my space, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, I, I need to like, I, w- I want to really ink myself as a brand builder. So I started the podcast and I felt brand like that builder. helps, helps um, people realize what I do. And yes, I'm surrounded by Decor and fashion and the things that inspire me, but at the end of the day, I do love to help people build their brands, build my own. And
0: how does a small company not like Pret? Yeah. Enlist a, a, a brand builder. Um, DM <laughs> people. Have been DMing
1: me. I mean, I you know, I my company we really service larger brands, um, but I love to help people build their personal brand because I think so many people like yourself who have amassed a loyal following. I mean, that's the very first thing you need to turn a personal brand into a product is an engaged, loyal community that believes in you and that trusts in you.
0: Well, that's why I want the brand to not exploit that is to offer something that I know this will be great. Don't feel like you're... People are excited to support you and buy from you. That was a
1: huge fear for me. I was like, these people are going to think I just tricked them. Yeah into buying shit for me. They followed me for so long. I don't want to force them to do, it's like a lot of them won't be your customers. They'll still be your followers, but they won't be your customers. But some of the best will become your customers. And, another and they thing, still want I, to be in the conversation. And again,
0: to give you dues, anything you've ever supported, promoted, never felt like I had to buy it. I never I felt like- it open. Like, I'm
1: yeah. like, yeah, like, hey, if you're interested, I love this sweater and it was on sale. Here's the link if you need it. Which right? I love.
0: There's days I didn't know what to wear. I literally would look at your thing. And I'm like, so
1: nice I you. got something like that, I'll wear that. I mean, with your own brand, you need to be a little more aggressive. Like for every three too many times you think you've taught, you're like, okay, I'm talking about my own company too much. Someone will tell you the next 30 minutes. Hey, you never, I feel like you never post about your company. And you're like, oh my God, I was just saying, I feel like I'm like making people unfollow me. So true. And so you know, closed mouths don't get fed. So um, talk about your stuff and be proud of it. People that don't want to engage won't engage.
0: People that want to will. I love you, man. I'm so glad we got the hang out. There's so much more I want to talk about, and we'll do. Will this. You come in with-
1: mine, and we'll finish. We'll yes. pick up where we left off. And let's
0: talk, people. Where they can, where they can find you?
1: They can find me at Preston Conrad with a K on mm-hmm. social,
0: or my brand, Preston Conrad Home. And folks, I. I promise you, just even just scroll and listen to his story, his storyboards. You just feel good. It, it, it'll energize your day with whatever you want to get done, oh as well as find some nice finds. I can't wait to have you on my turf I can't in New wait. York. Before you go, yes. what made you smile yesterday?
1: Oh my God. Um, having tea. Love it. I had a proper tea and I ate way too many sweets and it was amazing.
0: <laughs> and first childhood memory that comes to mind... That makes you
1: smile. Oh my God. Um, It didn't make me smile then, but looking back at it now would be, we we grew up with horses and I, my dad used to make me go down and muck horse stalls before going to school. And I just wanted to be like cute for school and not covered in hay. And now I would give anything to go down and muck a horse stall before work and just like be with nature. I
0: love that. Yeah. You're great. Thanks buddy. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Congratulations. Thank you and I'll see you in New York. Yeah. You've been listening to The Hang. I am Ramin Karimloo. The Hang is produced by Mercy Productions and Desert Highway and recorded at Soho Live Studios. Check out my new app. Go to ramin.fan.direct where you can find brand new content, giveaways, and exclusive news. Thanks for listening.